Hey guys, how are you? This is Brad from the 5P Movement Podcast Series, uh, Episode 3. Today I have with me a dear friend of mine, Miss Chanel Fowler, uh, Miss Galaxy Halifax. How are you, hon? I'm doing really good. Thank good. you for having me. No worries, no worries. Thanks for coming out. I appreciate it so much on this rainy day. I know it's a little bit of a dreary one, but uh, you know, with you going away to Toronto next, Toronto is it? Yeah, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto next week for the pageant. You know, we had to try and get this done before you left. So I, I appreciate you coming in on uh, last minute notice. Well, I'll stay home, mother. You know, sometimes you end up freeing up your schedule enough to get out and see friends. Definitely where we haven't seen each other since probably close to high school, other than the pit stops, but those don't count. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, it's been a while since we've been able to sit down and actually uh, and actually talk like this. Like you said, you know, other than just kind of stopping and saying hello, like the occasional see in town sort of thing. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting day, that's for sure. But um, first things first. Life is a stay-at-home mom now. Like that's you know, how old is how old is the little one? Little one's going on about seven months. Wow! And I found out I was pregnant at 22 weeks, so last year in October, day before Halloween. Wow! I to the hospital to find out I was 22 weeks, and yeah, came out with a beautiful baby boy, and it definitely turns your life around 360. So as much as people think that having a child is easy, I will say it's not. No. Nope. You change your whole lifestyle, and you thought if you had good sleep before, well, you could just kiss that out the window. Oh, uh, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, as you know, like I have Eden, uh, my daughter. Uh, she'll be five on the 28th of December of this year, and uh, you know, with her starting school here a few weeks ago, it's. It, it was kind of a surreal moment because, you know, I, I always made fun of, you know, like my sisters and stuff when they had kids that went to school and, and stuff like that because, you know, they got all teary-eyed. But it's kind of a surreal moment because you, you kind of hit this point where you're like, okay, my, my baby isn't all that much of a baby anymore. And, you know, you look back, like, and especially when they're as young as what, you know, your young fella is like six, seven, eight months, like... You know they're still very new to the world and like even eden at the age that she's at is still very inquisitive st you know still wants to know why but it's 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 a different sense of awe when they're that young right everything the sounds the lights the you know the smiles even so uh you know it's 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 nice to be able to you know have the little fella here as well get to see him because it's been a while since i've been around a, a little one that little for a while so because even my youngest nephew is uh austin is he's like six or seven months younger than eden and then my other sister's young fella there, Elliot, he's like a year and a half. So even the boys are not really all that little anymore. So They do grow up fast. Like, I don't even remember actually being pregnant. All I remember is, oh, hi, mother life. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of get slammed with it. Now, like, with you being involved with the Miss Galaxy pageants, and, and you know, I seen there a while back you had done some work at the C100 tent during the summer like how is it you know being a stay-at-home mom and then having all this extra stuff on the go what is it like now that you have him 
to, to tag along with, you know what I mean? Like that, that must add a completely different, because I mean, you were, you were involved in, in the pageants and, and like modeling and stuff like that before you had him. But now that you've had him, it, 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 you know, it definitely adds a different spin on things. Like how do you, how do you find your schedule as far as now that you have him versus beforehand? Actually, like it works out really well for me because there's a lot of people that have kids. Yeah. So when I bring him around, all the other people that have kids, it's kind of like the participation. And as you were saying earlier, it's kind of like that flashback because everybody's kids grows up so fast. So when they see a baby, they're just like, oh my god. They gosh. flock to it, yeah. Every event I've gone to, I'm pretty sure I haven't had one person be like, I'll babysit your baby. <laughs> Just of course I wouldn't pass it along to strangers, but yeah, no, I I, I get you on that one. But for me uh, too, I'd like to break early so it breaks out their public society, like a social anxiety, and not scared of the public at all. So they can be able to bond as more as when they're growing up. They don't have that fear of being like, oh, I have no friends. Yeah, exactly. You know, opening them up uh, socially at a young age, I think, is important. Um, like you said, because you know getting involved with um you know like Eden now um me and her mother were talking and uh she wants to get her involved in like the sparks program and I think that's awesome because again like you said you know breaking them into breaking them out and, and getting them social at a young age is, is kind of nice so to be able to have that and still work that into your schedule I mean that's you know, not a card a lot of parents get to be able to utilize. So I mean, you know, that's that's pretty amazing to be able to to be able to have him as young as what he is and still be able to do what you're doing. Plus volunteering, like people don't understand. If you volunteer a lot before you even apply a job, you're most likely to get a job with all your volunteer experience because you're so you're dedicated without having any obligations behind it. Yeah, exactly. So our children hopefully will learn that too. So they're yeah no i i agree now you talk about volunteering like you know i i had mentioned earlier there about the c100 tent in the, in the summertime um what are some of the other volunteering stuff that you've done so i've done a lot i've volunteered at the kite festival up in halifax i volunteered for the buskers i volunteered for the walk of autism the autos for autism there's just there's a big list even the steer barbecue I've just I've been all over Nova Scotia volunteering events because volunteering events you get to hear all the differences and all the stories yeah. other people share their story and doing all this volunteering I've actually worked myself to be part of the Annapolis Valley chapter of autism so anything they that's can amazing with or anything like that or planning events like wow I, I just got goosebumps them. like that's awesome congratulations now I know um, this, uh, you know, there's a lot of my listeners who, um, who have lost loved ones do. It's more people got to learn to use it as a strength instead of a weakness. Yeah. And you know, when we lose people, they may not be here in human form, but you yeah. know, they're still somewhere because we've all had those weird feelings some days when we're having a really, really bad day that just ends up kicking our butt. And next thing you know, we're back into the same path that we were yeah. leading on before we got distracted. Yeah. And I know, um, I'm not going to get into too much details, but I know, you know what I'm talking about with this, um, in regards to your brother and I mean, I couldn't imagine being you at that age and having that happen. Like, uh, you you know, you talk about not being here in the physical form. Like, 
I, you know, I know for a long time you at one point had like a rally and a, and like an awareness page and and everything and it's like how do you think having you know losing your brother at a young age like you did with you know with the circumstances being what they were um like how how do you think that affected you in the way that you you interact with people now just knowing how sensitive people can actually be on the inside but put out a very good outside front being the fact that you're out there with the public as much as what you are and and you know interacting with everybody um both with your volunteering you know and and through the pageants and stuff as well right so for me like um it's kind of that saying don't judge a book by its cover yeah because just because the outside of the book could be super pretty there's so much more detail on the inside Very so true. you're really like searching for the personality and i think and i've actually for me i created this logo because i couldn't save one life it kind of made it my goal to save all the others yeah so not a lot of people have to go through what i go through yeah but it still happens like sometimes life's out of our control and mm-hmm. we have no control on what happens yep but we can still try to save others and ever since then it was just easier for me for to just give coaching lessons for people like if you were able to say goodbye to your loved one yeah at least you can grieve and have answers and all that when it comes to suicide we have no answers we keep searching yeah that day plays over and over your head all over again yeah but i feel like i was given guidance to show that there's so many people out there that are suffering enough so you yeah. take that weakness and we show it that's our strength because it's not what our disabilities or mental health or anything else that involves with us negatively. It's what makes us because of all the negative challenges we face daily. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I mean, you know, the fact that you have been able to utilize that and, and you know, talk to people and like you said, like the fact that you couldn't and, and I hate the fact that, you know, it, it kind of gets spun like that, like, you know, I, I couldn't save him. You know, Honestly, when it comes to suicide, because I, you know, I have, I have known people who have taken their lives, unfortunately, and it's, it's not a fun scenario to be put into, but I don't think in most cases, anything a certain individual can say or can do is going to change the inevitable for that, for that person in that mindset, because the change needs to happen on the inside for them first and unfortunately in the case of suicide it's it doesn't happen and that's why I feel suicide it comes from a lot from people feeling it all starts from people feeling alone yeah they're not loved or anything like that yeah well and that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you about that is because I do know that there are people who listen into my podcast who, you know, part of the reason why they listen is because they feel like they can relate. So that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you about this is because it is a very, very heartfelt, very sensitive, very hit home subject for any amount of my listeners because if they haven't experienced it personally, then I can almost guarantee you that they know someone who has, right? And you know, to, to like you said, you know, like I was saying earlier, to be able to utilize the situation and, and the cards that you were dealt in regards to your brother's death 
and, and go forth and and inspire people to ask questions and to you know take note of signs and and different and, and different behavioral changes and stuff like that i think it's absolutely amazing i want to commend you on that i mean the amount of volunteering and stuff that you do besides that is amazing but i know that that is a specific at home topic that that resonates with a few of my listeners in specific so uh i was actually asked to uh to talk about uh losing loved ones due to suicide and it was like two or three days later um you messaged me and, and said about going to toronto so um you know i know like i said you know being as close to home as what it is for you um and and you know being a little bit of a sensitive topic just all around in general um I wanted to thank you um, for for opening up and, and and sharing that part of your life because I know that that can't be easy. As more as you grow it as a strength, it actually gets easier than a lot of people find. Like I found being in the world of pageantry, every interview you do, you actually want to talk about yourself. Yeah. We were taught growing up that we shouldn't talk about ourselves, leave ourselves limited, and just keep the basics. Well, I was just doing this, I was told that I gotta leave examples. So I even said, I was like, well, I lost my brother to suicide. But instead of me using it as a weakness, of course I had my years of recovery because everybody needs to take a step back when yeah. you have a traumatic experience. Oh, definitely I, when it surprises you. Oh, darling, I know. I mean, some of my listeners know, uh, for those of you who don't, uh, actually, oddly enough, the first part of the month, the, the first of September, uh, three years ago this year, uh, my apartment was struck by lightning, burned to the ground like 14, 15 hours later. Um, and you, like when something traumatic out of the blue and, and that is out of your control happens to rock your world, it leaves you with a sense of, well, where do I go from here? because the whole world that I've known up until this point is now never going to be the same. And, and so many people get caught in that rut. It's, you know, and it's a very hard thing to get out of. So the fact that you were able to do that and then like you said, you know, go on and talk to people and, you know, do these interviews and, and talk about yourself when we've been told for so long as a society that we're not supposed to talk about our feelings, we're not supposed to talk about these things, is amazing because like you said, that's where a lot of that stems from, is people feeling like they're alone because they're not talking. It also comes into factor of everybody wanting to be like everybody. Because if you keep the same, then how are you supposed to stand out of the crowd if you keep all your answers the same as everybody else? Exactly. But if you tell your own personal story, you're going to stand out of that crowd because that person's going to remember of that certain thing you said as a mark. Yeah. Like for me, I got asked a question, what makes you, uh, it was something due to being um, a pageant contestant. And I said, what makes me different is the fact that I don't have perfect skin. I have tattoos, but my tattoos aren't what define me, they're what make me. Because yeah. everybody's got their own story to tell. So I created that too, where you have a group that you can reach out now to be your warrior self. So no matter the challenges, it posts like a bunch of positivity videos of yeah. people that have been overweight to get themselves, amputees that are medalists, doing crazy things in the world, traveling, just yeah. being themselves, and just shows no matter the challenges. It's, we can conquer them, it's just the support system that we have in today's world. 
it's not as supportive as the preach. Yeah, and, and that's the big thing. Like you know, there's there's a, a guy I talk to uh, quite a bit, uh, Luke, and you know, one thing that he's always stressed, and uh, you know, Dana and I were kind of talking about this last night on my live feed there on Instagram. Um, you know, he's always saying your net worth is your net, you know, your network is your net worth and, you know, talk about surrounding yourself with the right support system to get you where you want to go. So it's kind of funny you talk about that support system and how very often we talk about having one and needing one, but so many people don't. It like, I, and that's part of where this, the like this podcast series and, and the 5P movement, you know, originated from is just a, a way of showing people that you know no matter what's going on in your life no matter where you are no matter what the circumstances have been to this point all you have to do is decide to put forth the effort to change and things will inevitably change I find what also helps too if you can just tell yourself that don't care about what anybody thinks around you yes don't care like for me I know I get attention that I really don't appreciate because it does make you feel like a piece of me yeah we're not for sure an item of the grocery store we're a human being so alone when I go out being myself I get more compliments than ever because I'm proud of who I am no matter what comes with me and if people can just understand that they will actually find that you'll have a more successful journey because people are proud of your inner confidence. Oh, for sure. And it makes it show that you're more of a fighter than you give yourself credit for. Yep. A lot of us are. We are a lot more stronger than we do give ourselves credit for. Oh, we I... We are our own worst critique. Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly with that. I mean, you know, I was, I was talking to Dana last night there on live, and I was saying how, like, when I first started this, it was literally, as selfish as it sounds, a way for me to pull out of a negative rut and a, and a mind space that I was in. And I was tired of you know, going on my Facebook and, and my Snapchats and, and you know, my Instagrams and everything and, and seeing a constant sense of negativity amongst everything else I had going on personally at the time. And I was just like, man, like, I, gotta, I gotta figure out a way to change my mindset and you know i started initially by posting other content and i had you know a fair response and then i started getting to a point where i was able to create my own original content my own original quotes essays you know videos talking about different things and it just sort of blew up and you know what initially had no real direction no real end game other than to pull myself out of this negative rut that I was in you know to turn into what it has is it's really amazing in the sense that like you said you know I've been able to find that sense of true self and and just roll with it and and so many people look at me compared to who I was and the journey that I've lived up until I decided to change and uh you know, they look at it now and and it's like a night and day scenario. Because, you know, I used to walk around with my head hung low. I, you know, never looked up at the world. You know, I felt like I didn't have anything to offer. And, you know, you convince your, you know, you tell yourself these things for so long and then you have the outside factors playing in. And, um, you know, you eventually get to the point where you start to believe it. 
you know, you start to believe your own hype, so to speak, whether it's positive or negative. And I got to a point where I had spun myself down such a negative spiral. I was like, something needs to change because this is not how I want to live the rest of my life. I found, um, for me actually, how I've started to become more successful and successful and putting my foot in the door is the fact that I t dropped all my toxic friends. Yeah. Like all the people that love to just spend their money and have nothing to show for it. Yeah. That always brought the drama, the negativity. It was like, no matter where you went, you always knew something was bad gonna happen because mm -hmm. that's just what kind of vibes they brought with them. Mm -hmm. But after I kicked the boot to that and just stayed to myself in my small circle, yeah, I found my true path that I like to do. And it's yeah. true. the more you smile, the more you realize you have a future ahead of you. If oh, you keep frowning, sure. it's just gonna cloud over you and become fog and becomes unclear. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Um, you know, and, and you talk about, you know, being able to open up and find your sense of true self and you know we, we talk about the pageants and stuff like you look at that from like when you started because I know initially um, you know like you've been uh, was it Princess Kingston? No, I was uh, Miss Kingston International. Miss so Kingston International, that's what it was. This will be my second going on third? I feel like it's two years that yeah. I've been into pageantry and of course first starting off in pageantry like I really kind of had my head a little conceited thinking that I was going to go in and get this and that but then I realized being around all different girls of different ages that it doesn't matter about that it's the experience yeah. the more you absorb the experience the more your journey seems more successful other yeah. than being one-minded yeah so it's like you always got to keep your brain as a spider web yeah yeah, you, you leave it one side as ABC, you're, yeah. you get stuck. Well, and that's just it. Like you said, you know, you, you get stuck and, and, and you don't really, you, you end up not going anywhere. You end up not being able to grow. And so many people, you know, question, okay, well, why am I not getting the results that I'm looking for? But that, like you said, that right there is why, right? They don't, they don't leave their mind open enough to to absorb everything and draw their own conclusions they see it black and white they see it one two three abc and you know in some scenarios the structure of like abc one two three isn't necessarily a bad thing but it's it not exactly right it leaves you limited and and the best way to be able to get yourself out there and and be able to grow is to be open-minded, right? And, and and take on new ways of, of thinking and doing things and, uh, and new ways of understanding. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know, like being, being in the pageantry world, like, you know, I mean, you've been able to travel all over the place now. And, you know, you're like, you're getting ready to go to Toronto there mid next week. And, and like you said, you've been able to talk and meet people from all these different walks of life. And it's because you've just been true to the understanding that this is who I am. This is what I want. Nobody's going to give it to me. I've got to go out and get it. And you're going out and getting it. And that is awesome. Like, that is absolutely outstanding. 
Well, the more we restrict ourselves, actually, a lot of people don't realize we restrict ourselves without doing it. See, people, when they think they're stepping outside their comfort zone, yeah. it's not a big step out of comfort zone. If it's still in the same routine that they're doing, then they really, they're trying, but they just haven't reached that full extra push yeah, to it's, step fully out. Yeah, it's, it's the, you know, it's the lackluster. Oh, well, I'm putting in effort. Yeah, but are you putting in all your effort? And, and, you know, it, it doesn't need to be, like, big, drastic, life-changing style changes overnight. You know, Tony Robbins and, and guys like that talk about, you know, small changes over the long duration period, you know, and they use the example of two boats traveling side by side, and all of a sudden, you know, one changes course by, like, five degrees. And the next thing you know two totally different places in life you know by the time they get to where they're going the end so to speak they're in two totally different places so it's kind of like a quote that i've seen and i kind of follow but it's like wherever the wind takes you will lead you eventually home so some people even like you think you're home we're not fully home yeah because if we don't have solitude then you're not home yeah and that's a big thing like you talk about solitude like how do you, especially now that you have him and, you know, you're on the go as much as what you are, do you find establishing a sense of solitude at home a struggle sometimes? Yes and no, because, like, for, you really want to have something that's completely your own, that you're comfortable with, you feel safe, secure, yeah, all that. But with so many changes around, it's hard for solitude. So as long as you know, like, everybody's going to have a place. So for me, my solitude is going out and being involved with nature. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest solitude, because mm-hmm. it also, it's not relaxing and balancing. It also puts you back and kind of gives you into your train of thought and actually give you time to process without having so much distraction around you. Yeah. So then it creates more of a solitude for me because we'll never have a home that's solitude. Yeah. You're always moving. Everybody's always moving. Yeah. Always we live in the go, go, go universe, right? And, and yeah. yeah. I know, right? Yeah. See, even the little fella, even he's chiming in now. He's like, yeah, on the go all the time. We need that space. You know, and you talk about like that, that, that one spot of solitude where you can just go and like for you, that's nature. And you know, that, that resonates a lot with me because for me, I've, you know, I find I'm able to be like my most clear minded and my most thoughtful when I'm out by the water when I'm out like when I'm out by the ocean and you know you feel that salt water breeze and you smell the salt water and you're walking along the rocks and like the only real sound is is the water coming up by your feet like to me that's where I've done some of my best processing with with some of my most stressful situations ever and and I think finding that um, is, is very important and uh but like for everybody listening like is there anything that you can think of that like for those who don't have a spot like where you know they can go and just clear their mind and and process um as far as finding one it's more that they need to take time and just create a space where it's just silence but their own kind of thing that keeps their mind calm but doesn't distract them in the same way yeah so that way you can actually have personal time. Because if you're around people and you take that personal time, you're going to hear that little chitter-chatter in the background, and of course you're not having your full relaxation. That's yeah. why we all have dreams. 
Yeah, yeah. No. I was relaxing. I, yeah, I like that. You know, you talk about the dreams and, and, and you know, it's kind of the subconscious mind coming through and, and and giving you like a visual of what's rattling around on the inside. And, you know, uh, lately I've been uh, I've been lucky in the sense that I've I found a new place, you know, that gives me that solitude. I've, I've been able to create myself a workshop um, where I can go out and uh and and bang away on some on some pieces of stainless and and make myself my you know make himself or myself some jewelry and uh you know just get away and be by myself and and process everything because you know with the launch of the website and, and you know getting everything set up through linktree and and now you know getting back into regular episodes of the podcast series now that i have some of my personal uh, life issues a little bit more, you know, stable. Um, it's uh, it, it can get very overwhelming, you know, and uh, to be able to find a sense of, of a sense of a spot where I can go that you know I don't necessarily have to hop in a car and drive 20 minutes, half hour to, you know, to be able to have that right close by, I think is important. So even if it's just, you know in the shower in the morning when you get up you know like I think it's very important for people to have that spot and um, you know you bring up a very good point in the sense that uh, when you don't have that sense of like that that spot where you can go that sense of solitude like life becomes very overwhelming and it bogs you down and and, and that's where that rut gets created right it's what life creates for us though it's always overwhelming yeah if life wasn't overwhelming we would not be able to be the strong people we are today agreed i agree wholeheart. i have not gone through all that negativity growing up but now realizing okay you know what i'm way better than this yeah yeah i could not be the person i am today no or the i mother i am today on top of that bingo so. yeah no i agree like you know, life, you know, it, it's a constant roller coaster. It's an up and down no matter which way you shake the stick. It just is that way. But it's all in how we're able to react. And, um, you know, right now I'm reading a book uh, by Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. It's a New York Times bestseller. It's called The Tools. I have tools to help you find courage, creativity, and willpower to inspire you to, inspire you to live life in a forward motion. And let me tell you, it as like I'm maybe a third of the way through it right now. I picked it up a couple of days ago, and it is absolutely amazing. You know, one of the things they talk about in it is um, is like challenging thoughts in the sense that you know when when fear and doubt sets in and and you you know because as easy as it is for us to sit here and say you know live your life and and don't care about the outside world don't don't listen to anybody else you know sometimes that's much much easier said than done you know but they 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 talk about a way to uh you know they talk about a way to uh to challenge that and uh you know to get yourself thinking okay why is this why is my brain doing this like way of thinking right and i just i uh here it is here it says uh close your eyes and imagine yourself in front of a person or group who makes you feel insecure focus on your body 
identify any symptoms of freezing due to fear and doubt we've mentioned. What is it like to try and express yourself in the face of these symptoms, right? Now, there must be, even now, for as long as what you've been doing pageantry for, there must still be a point at like one of your meets or, you know, when you're going out and doing volunteering where, you know, there are those doubtful days where you're like, man, like, you know, is this really me? Is this, you know, what I'm, is this what I should be doing with my time? You know, is, is this really what I'm meant to be doing? Like, how do, I guess what I'm asking is how, you know, they talk about, uh, you know, stopping and visualizing yourself challenging these thoughts. How do you do that? How do you get past that sense of doubt and, and fear that sets in when, you know, you get to that point where that break is almost about to happen and you're about to get to that next stage in life, but then that fear and doubt sets in and it draws you back. How do you get past that? Um, it's kind of like what they taught us in elementary school. Like, you know, remember how they used to make this big list and on that list you get pretty much stickers for checking them off because you accomplished that. Yeah. So I've decided to create lists for my life yeah. in all sorts of manners. And even if I don't get it to one day, or even if I start a little one day but don't finish it because of doubt, to me just accomplishing a little at a time instead of taking on too much because of the day that I just can't take on too much, yeah. I'll step back. But I'll still do a little to know that I can do this. Yeah. And I'll remind myself I've got this because all my life, I have, with the support I've had, I've had to have myself more than I've had with general support. Yeah. So that's where, too, I've made it my goal. It's we don't have a lot of role models. Yeah. Like for me, I wish I could say I have a role model. Yeah. Other than who's a famous celebrity, but that really doesn't count. Because yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. most of them are already passed away and yeah. can't really learn on that. So yeah. just knowing that I take each progress. A little more each day yeah gives me still that accomplishment being like I can do it yeah but saying that too I competed in Atlantic's top modeling and acting yeah last year and I got scouts well I got feedback from scouts and I had some feedback telling me you know what pageantry is not you don't do it yeah this and that you're too fierce for this and I yeah. kind of took that criticism in a good way because yeah. you always need a little bit of criticism in your life but yeah. only take it from professionals who know what they're doing because They've got more experience as well as more inspirational words than negative. They won't bash you. They'll be like, well, yeah. you know, you are good at this, but I'll see you better at this. Yeah. And that kind of creates a yeah. challenge for you right there. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, you know what? They may be right, but I have to prove myself that they are yeah. right. Yeah. And, and, it, and so it's far, sort of that it gives you that moment where it's like, all right, this is my challenge. What do I do? Do I sit there and do I let it pass, you know, do I let it pass me by and then play the what if game later on down the road and kick myself for it? Or do I, you know, put on my big boy and big girl pants and, you know, step up to the plate and play ball? Like, you know, it, you, you come to a point, like you said, where, you know, you were, you know, given not necessarily negative feedback, but constructive criticism. And a lot of people don't know how to take that. Right. And and that's where that fear and that doubt sets in. So, you know, I think that's that's very, very, very important, um, you know, to be able to step up and just say, hey, listen, you know, I appreciate it. Thank you. But this is for me. I've decided that this is what I want to do. That's very and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Prove them wrong. 
Yeah. Because sometimes too, I feel like I, when that was said, I was judged on my body. Yeah. And of course, I'm not your typical pageant girl that has perfect flawless skin. Yeah. I have piercings, I have tattoos. Yep. But hearing that, I've still been very successful. The opportunities that keep going. Yeah. So for me, when they say that, it's, yeah, it's really destructive criticism. Yeah, I kind of hurt a little bit, but it makes you really think and kind of challenge yourself a little bit more because it's someone doubting you at the same time as you're doubting yourself. Yeah. So it creates an equal challenge. Yeah. Because you're like, should I fight myself or should I fight this opinion? Yeah. And then, and then, like you said, you know, it creates this kind of back and forth between the two challenges and then, you know, it, it, it comes to a point where it's like, all right, this is either it or it's it. But either way, this is it. Right? I'm either challenging them or challenging me, but either way, it's going to require work. Right? And, and uh, you know, that's, that's sort of, I guess, the biggest thing when it comes to challenging fear and, and challenging doubt is realizing that no matter which way you shake that stick, it's still going to shake. And you still have to work. And, and we you live still got to work. Yep. That a lot of people don't want to do the work. Yeah. So saying that, a lot of people wonder why they can't excel. It's because you do have to put in work. Yeah. Bingo. All your life, you brand yourself. Yeah. And how you brand yourself is how, yes, the public does judge you. Yeah. But if you do yourself in a confident manner. Yeah. And just keep going. Yeah. You end up being a lot more further than you even think. Oh yeah. People, as much as they hate authenticity and realism in people they admire it and love it all at the same time well wouldn't you rather be hurt by the truth than bullshit if i lie oh uh, oh yeah no uh totally i mean i 100 percent agree i mean it's it it really is a matter of you know walking around not necessarily with your with your nose up at the world you know thinking that your your shit don't sink so to speak but walking around with a sense of confidence of this is who I am and I am okay with that and whether or you know whether you are or whether you're not has no bearing on my success has no bearing on where I'm ending up why because I'm in charge I'm in control right well I suppose on that note We'll get off of this, and uh, I want to talk to you about the uh, the Miss Galaxy pageant coming up there in Toronto. Tell me a little bit more about that. So the Miss Galaxy pageant is actually a national-wide pageant, so I'll be competing against girls Canada-wide, so from D.C. all the way back down to the East Coast, and it's actually a great opportunity because it's not... People think pageants is your typical, oh, they're just all beautiful, they wear all these fancy things, but there's actually a really behind the scenes of a lot of work. You have to volunteer, you have to be community involved, you have to be dedicated to yourself. So you're really putting in a lot of hours that you don't really get paid for. You're paying for yourself, but it's a way for branding. And since I've joined pageantry, no matter how much I keep hard working towards one day of receiving a crown and sash who knows when that will be yeah um doing that you meet a lot of people on your journey that helps you and i've met my confidence more has come from doing pageantry because i've made friendships with females than i've ever had i don't think i've ever had as many friendships with girls as yeah. i did in high school yeah uh there's women from all ages even 50 plus that do pageantry walk across wow. the stage in two-piece bathing suits flaunting what they have because they're comfortable oh, for their body that's amazing so just doing this alone like 
even if we put the title and crown away, yeah. it's the experience. It's yeah. the positivity around the network. Yeah. It's, and the, it's the building up of these, of these girls and these women to show them that anything is possible if they're willing to work and they're just willing to be themselves and be okay with it. Like, like you said, take the, take the sashes and the crowns and stuff away. That is, that's character building in a nutshell right there. Absolutely. You know, forcing these girls to meet certain requirements as far as getting out into the community and being involved and getting themselves out there out of their comfort zones and volunteering. That builds character. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from, what mask you put on it. You can call it pageantry. You can call it coaching. You can call it whatever. But that right there builds character. It gives you an outside push from people that you wouldn't think would support you. And they do. Yeah. I've been talking to girls that I'm meeting at this pageant recently, and they're like, I'm surprised you support me so much, and I haven't even met you yet. And I'm like, it's not about the appearances of meeting. It's about getting to know each other and helping one another. Yeah. Yes, there can only be one winner of a contest, but at the same time, too, your memories last forever. Your friendships yeah. last forever. Yeah. And, you know, like you, like you said, you know, you talk about the connections that you've made with all these different girls. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from because, you know, some of, some of the connections I've made since starting this, like since starting the 5P movement, you know, as just a basic Instagram page and then going into, you know, websites and, and podcasts and coaching, you know, I've, I've been able to make connections with people from literally all over the world from all walks of life. And there's so much love and, and support and this sense of everybody's welcome and and i think for the modern world you know a lot of people miss out on stuff like that well i've had girls message me being like hey can you get me in the front door for this and this and yeah. i told them i was like i'm still trying to build myself as well but if you join this while i'm doing this i have no problem helping you or even helping you get there yeah but yeah, a lot but of I'm people not expect do it for just you. to reach out and just expect me to cater them that yeah. plate and yeah that's not the way not it works too, gold is not served like it was back in the 18 1900s yeah that's it's right it's a world right now that we pay more gold than receive gold yeah unfortunately yeah so if people were to take that selfishness and greediness and just bond that together and understand yeah. that there's a person there to support them instead of just kind of making it reaching out and making it seem just more about them but they want that connection so they can do themselves yeah if you actually create that bond with someone you'll realize that you'll end up further than staying to that one side yeah yeah no i i agree um <laughs> on that note i think we'll wrap things up we're about 45 minutes into this so like i said you know I, uh, I want to congratulate you on uh, winning the Miss Galaxy Halifax. That's absolutely amazing. I want to wish you the best of luck in Toronto. That is going to be so much fun. Cannot wait to hear when you get back. We'll, uh, we'll have to get together again and uh, do another recording and uh, we'll talk some more. But uh, most of all, I wanted to thank you for coming on today. Uh, I really appreciate, I appreciate you being here. Uh, you know, especially with the little fella here starting, starting to get a little antsy. So um, I wanted to thank you and, and uh, wish you the best of luck in Toronto next week. No, thanks for having me. And yeah, no, there'll be tons of posts and we'll reconnect Perfect. I'm back from Toronto. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Appreciate y'all listening. This is Brad from the 5P Movement Podcast Series. Remember, play safe, 
stay safe and keep it classy. Have a good day, guys.